So welcome everyone. Um, so good to see our faces slash name slash picture as the case may be. Um, and for some of us that we've not seen in a while, it's good to be back. Um, Dr. Kingsley, I see you. Dr. Henry, I see you. <laughs> um, YNK, you're welcome. Helen, you're welcome. Anu, you're welcome. Etc. Etc. I think I've greeted every other. Dylan, you're welcome. Sister Ife, you're welcome. Ogasam, you're welcome. And Sister Esther, you're welcome. It's good to have you here. Okay, so what we, for the, for the sake of those that might be joining us for the first time or that haven't been around for a, for a while, what we tend to do is basically to spend our time together reflecting on a particular topic we usually have like a facilitator and then we have like a resource material that we use um, for some time we've been learning through um, through the right now media right now media is like a christian audiovisual platform just like christian netflix so to speak except that what you have on it is not just movies but like someone series and study guides and those kind of things that we could use um, to nurture ourselves together. We've been doing that for a while now. So today we want to actually start a new series. Uh, we just, for the past couple of meetings, we've had one-offs. So two meetings ago, we had a one-off at the back of Easter about the greatest news. And then last meeting, we had a one-off on leadership. Um, but now we want to actually take our time on the subject of faith. And we've titled this The Faith Pentagon only because we are open to, today we're just introducing it, I'm just introducing it, and then over the next five meetings thereabouts, uh, different facilitators will take us deeper into the five sides, so to speak. You could uh, simply say or subtitle this as the, which is actually the title of the resource that we're using, as five ways God grows our faith. Five ways God grows our faith. And that's that's what we want to actually unpack. Um, if you are wanting to increase your faith, if you are wanting to, um, I mean, it's, it's a common, I believe, common desire amongst Christians to want to be able to trust God better. Um, in some sense, really, what the whole story of scripture is about is to bring us to that point where we can actually trust God more than we already do. Um, and so we are going to we're going to camp around that basically over the next few weeks. But to get us started into that conversation, I want us to reflect around a simple question. In your journey so far, as a Christian, if you so identify, if you, if, you, if you identify as a child of God, whether that's for the past one year or for the past 10 years or more, <laughs> I want us to look at one of the most important ways that you believe God has helped you in that journey, helped to grow you in that journey one of the ways that God has grown your faith. I know there are many things we can refer, uh, refer to, 
but for each of us, I want you to try as much as possible to limit it to one thing, maybe one experience, one encounter, one relationship, whatever that could look like, um, that you know that if I want to tell my story of how I'd moved from being, quote and unquote, a freshly, a fresh convert, a, a fresh Christian, so to speak, to what I am now, this has been a helpful resource. That has been a helpful tool in growing my faith to this point. What would that be? And I want as much as, as many of us to contribute as possible. So let's try and keep our contributions very straight to the point so that we can take as many people as possible. And then after we reflect on that, we will, yeah, that will shape the rest of the conversation. But like I said, today is just to introduce the topic and then we'll dig deeper into, into that. Who wants to go first? One main thing that has been a major, yeah, faith booster or faith grower for you in your journey thus far. Augustine, it looks like you want to go first. Okay, um, for me, I think one of the major um, faith boosters has been um, relationships. So God has hmm. deliberately surrounded me, surrounded me with um, stronger men and people who would kind of pull me up to to and challenge my faith to want to know Him more. So I've seen people like Pastor Kola, like oh, from a distance, and also from um, um, closer distance. Like I mean closer people that uh, during NYC that you know they mm -hmm. they share things and you're like you you feel awestruck and you feel challenged and also on the negative part you find some people I don't know how it happens that you probably come into a relationship with them probably through church and mm -hmm. they tell you you know categorically that I want to work with you and <laughs> after a number of times after you lived with them, you know that really there was something in you that God strategically placed um, that. You together so that mm -hmm. he could probably point you out to some things that you're not aware of and mm -hmm. you need to, to learn going forward and through that you. So for me, it has been relationships and God has blessed me with people who contributed a lot to my faith and have been helping me grow. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. That's a that's a beautiful one and calls forth some memories. Um, just to double click on or piggyback on what you just said when you mentioned NYSC, I think that was a season in in my life as well um, when I had those kind of relationship. Um, there was just a few of us. I don't know how we came together. I know that there was no formal meeting to say let us be this special clique that meets together to talk the word of God and pray about our future and have communion with Coke and biscuits and, and whatever. Um, but we, we bonded like that, gelled like that. My wife was also in that mix. She was the one that gave us a name. We called ourselves Sect of Love. After we met for many times and thought, we actually needed a name <laughs> for this clique. Um, and the, the the group is still there. Of course, we are now all scattered around the world. But yeah, that that was a, a, a season when I enjoyed that kind of relationship that are like destiny relationships. So yeah. Sister, I know you raised your hand. I want to remind you of the name. 
<laughs> Thank you. That name must have been very precious to you. She gave us the name and that remains the name. We have a WhatsApp group that we don't say hello to each other as often again, but it's still there, sect of love. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Who wants to go next? Um, one major thing that you look back to as, yeah, God has grown my faith by this thing or because of this or through this thing or yeah uh i'll just oh lioness sorry i knew you were going to unmute yourself but i was just waiting lioness go first she said you should go and i know oh, okay one minute um my my one is um it, it's mostly listening to sermons I'll talk to him. It's, listen, it's mostly listening to sermons. And the other thing will lead me to the topic to listen to for time. So it could be stopless. It could be, it could be teaching me about patience. Mm -hmm. And all the all the things, all the resources I'll go to that week will just be about patience and that I'll grow. But recently it's been my discipleship class. Mm. It's been very, very helpful, especially in my relationships like it's just it's it's been an eye-opener knowing that there are certain things that i'm not i've not really honed yet mm. that i really need to work on yeah thank you thank you um i know the boys are ministering as well i would have asked you further questions on what what that looks like especially about the discipleship class but maybe we'll come back to that sister lioness All right. Um, thank you so much, Pastor. Um, just whilst um, Sister Anu was talking now, I just began to remember a lot of things, okay? So I will mention and then I'll come and then I will um, end it with the other one. So I thank God for the books that I've read, mm -hmm. which have grown my faith. And I thank God for messages that I've listened to that I still listen to that has helped me. Mm. And, and I wanna thank God for my, my personal time of my personal relation, my personal time with the Lord, mm. which has also helped me. I remember that, you know, there will be times that I would just wake up with this scripture in my heart. In actual fact, there was one time that I woke up, it was as if there is a stone in my chest. Mm. I was trying to drink water. And then I realized that it was just the word of God, you know, that was there. So I needed to go and open the scriptures and look for where that scripture is. In, and then I had to study it in context. Mm. Mm. And the last one is association. Ah, uh, you know, there's this proverb that says, show me your friend and I will show you who you, I would literally tell you who you are. Mm. Um, I don't have too many friends. In fact, of recent, I needed to write the list of friends that I have. And I, I was shocked that some people did not make it there, okay? That, you know, that, that you know, relationships and friendships that have helped me to grow. Mm. And one of the things that I'm going to say around about that time is that each um, point that I get to, I found out that somebody is there mm. mentoring me, kind of like somebody is just there. Mm -hmm. So it's like Jeremiah 3.15 that says, I will give you pastors. Mm. So it's like 
God gave me pastors at various levels. And I, I just want to use this opportunity to thank God for Pastor, Pastor Joseph, Pastor Kola, you know. Um, I, because I noticed that anywhere that I get to like that, somebody is just right there prepared to sort of answer questions, you know, let me allow me to throw my tantrum, rant, mm. ask questions and stuff. And I really want to appreciate that. And you are that person. I'm saying it openly now. Maybe you don't know. <laughs> you are that person placed in the Apostle Church Liverpool for me to, you know, to help me with that. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, interesting comments. Um, and I'm also looking at the chat thread and seeing the feedback from YNK. So thank you for that too. Um, who wants to go for next? We are sharing, for those that are just joining us, we are sharing at the moment on the thing that you, one of the significant things that you think God has used to grow your faith thus far. Of course, we have agreed, I believe, that we are not yet where we should all be in terms of our faith levels. Um, and there's a theological way you could counter argue that to say, if you have faith as tiny as it must start say, that's what Jesus said. So you don't even need to grow in faith. You only need to have it. Um, but we'll, we'll get back to all those points later. But in your journey so far, what is one major thing that you think God has used to grow your faith thus far? Augustam, since you have put off put on your camera, I assume that you want to contribute in Jesus. Yes, actually. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Um, I had to give it a thought, and uh, for me, it would be that I've pressed more because of the results of the previous, mm. and I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. I figure out the best way to put it. That's a because. God has been faithful to help me. Uh, it's like a ladder for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm thriving now on the conviction of the previous. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so it has actually helped me that way. And um, subset relationships, subset God's faithfulness, subset God's goodness, subset all of that. But be because I know that he was faithful before, Mm -hmm. He did not leave me before, mm -hmm. uh, so, or, or he, had, he taught me this before, or he was the one who guided me into this truth. Mm -hmm. I know that if I pick up the scripture again, he can guide me into more truth. Mm -hmm. If I go to a new place, he can guide me into better relationships. Mm -hmm. I, so, so for me, for me personally, it's the, the, the fact that he was faithful before. He had been teaching me before, mm -hmm. and I can you know um, base my my furtherance on that conviction. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, sir. That's that's a very beautiful one. Um, I've put it down as the faithfulness of God on the one hand, and then past testimonies. In other words, leveraging and he has done it before; he can do it again. Yeah, that's beautiful. Any other person wants to share, <laughs> Sister Damola? Yeah, well, the different things everyone has said would be one of them for mm -hmm. me, relationships, past testimonies. But I think one of the ones for I would say also would be um songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I say songs because usually 
I mean, as much as I like to interact with people, I love to spend a lot of time myself by myself also. And because when I'm just all by myself, I just really love listening to songs. And yeah, I really love. I mean, I'm not someone that oh maybe is always looking for the latest song out there. So yeah. there are songs that I've known since I was a child, and then I just love listening to them for. I would never get tired of listening to them basically. And then think what for me, one of them would be, or rather two of them would be two of them when songs. One is God Will Make a Way, another mm -hmm. one is I Will Sing. So these two songs, like they are on repeat basically every now and then. So yeah, in the songs are really, really, really songs in general, yeah, they really, they are really, really a way to just boost my faith. And yeah, because they get me thinking about a lot of things, they get me. Uh -huh. Just, yeah, thinking about a lot of things and, of course, spending time in silence and, yeah, in quiet, basically. Quiet away from, yeah, just no noise away from friends, family, and all of that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. and I think another one, yes, another one will be my mom. Yeah, my mom, uh -huh. yes. I mean, she's one person that, as much as I'm close to other people, maybe my siblings, my dad, she was one of the people that I think it was a bit easier for me to just, share my my worries with hmm. yeah i mean i think it's got because of how calm she talks because our calmness is almost like just i mean i like to imagine the way how calm the voice of god is basically so yeah sometimes i just even really just replay the things our uh, conversations in my head yeah hmm. so hmm. one of those people and that really really helped me help to boost my faith so far so. that's great thank you very very much um I'm just jotting down some of the things that we're saying so that I can come back to them later. Thank you for that. Any other person wants to share one major thing that has grown your faith, that God has used to develop you in your journey of faith so far? Static, Pedro. Ah, all right. I think when you will come to you shortly. Dylan, go on. Okay, so God bless. Um, so one major thing mm. it, that I'm going to add is a um, new version. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you know me. I love you version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because I've said this before, but you can read multiple versions, but also because of the notifications I get every morning. Mm -hmm. uh, every morning I receive some very motivational um verses but also some that are practical as well there's this one uh what was it come on i can remember this it was it said something along the lines of how if one member of your family mm -hmm. is sad you're going through troubling times mm -hmm. you can't just be happy as well if you, mm -hmm. if you dare to support them mm -hmm. that's practical i think yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just one that I can think of off the top of my head. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, Dylan. That's a good That's one, good. actually. Good. Um, any other person wants to share? Sister Diola. Oh, Sister Dikwaju. I knew you put on your camera the other time. I was wondering. Adikwaju, are you still there? Okay. Oh, yeah. 
We can hear you now. Oh, I think maybe she's having some voice issues. Hello, Adekwaju. Hello, sir. Yeah. Do you want to okay. make a contribution? I don't want to put you on the spot if you didn't want to. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, one of the things that... Sorry, I'm on the road, so... Yeah, that's fine. Right. ...some background noise. Yeah, that, no, um, that's okay. So one of the things that has really, really helped me as a Christian is association, basically. Mm. And... Um, um, I, be, I remember that when I first, when I got born again, mm. um, I joined a very, very, very small church. And the person who, um, who got me born again then was starting a church in Abiyokuta, where I live right now. Mm. And um, it was a good opportunity for me to also start with them, you know. So kind of like as the church grew, I also grew too, you know, and um, it was all of us were, most of us were basically young Christians. So it was easy to go together, to yeah. do stuff together, to learn the word together, to learn how to pray together, to learn how to do different things together, basically. So our pastor then just really, really poured into us because we were all young believers. So, so I think that, that's been the key part of my growth as a child of God and messages to over time listening to messages has really really been helpful for me also and even till now where the church where i am in right now to um having awesome friends mm. has really really been helpful to me too mm. all right sir thank you thank you very much brilliant contributions um yeah our our list is getting longer and longer and i'm i'm loving it is there anybody that still wants to share i mean i don't want to Put anybody on the spot. Yes, I have something to share. All right, um, if you Yes, good evening, everybody. Okay, so um, one one thing that I have I have been thankful for is trusting God, um, and just trusting Him one hundred percent. Number one is that I have I have over time learned that. You know, if he wants to take you somewhere, he would allow you to pass through a certain process to build you, mm -hmm. you know, so that when, when he finally brings you to that position, you are very well um, prepared and, you know, furnished enough to actually man that position. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the, one of the, um, one of the things that he will let you learn is, you know, having patience. Mm. you know building your faith and having that absolute 100% trust like he is the only way out here mm. you know and that has that has always um you know helped me um i have passed through you know several building process in my career and stuff like that and you know one thing i've always done is that i always tell people i won't move except god tells me to move I will not go anywhere except, except I always say, God must say something. I, I'm sure he brought me here for a reason. So if he brought me here, he must tell me, I, I, I just always, that's how I move. That's how I do things. And he always does that. It might come through referral. Or it might come through people telling me, okay, your time is up here. Or don't you think you need to move us? When I start thinking in that way, I don't just take my thoughts alone. I start listening. 
So God speaks either through people or through his word or truth. He just always speaks to confirm that, that idea or that feeling. And then, you know, I, I always trust him that much. And when I put my whole trust in him, you know, he makes every other thing works out. But I always observe too that when I start getting worried and I try to run to somebody for help or something, not putting my trust totally in God, you know, when I put it in somebody first, I always get disappointed. Like it doesn't just work out. But when I trust God totally, you know, sometimes it looks, sometimes that's, that process always looks foolish. I, I usually have some people when I, um, I've, I've, I've done quite a few projects that, you know, this project is quite, it's, it's a little bit huge and requires funding. And somebody comes and tells me, hey, you have to move these dates. This is not going to work out. I said, but I trust God this is going to work out. Like he, he put these dates in my mind. I just trust him it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. And, and for, the funny thing is that two, three days before that event, an unusual door will just open up. And, you know, mm-hmm. people you never thought of, people I never thought of, just start calling in and say, hey, we're supporting you on this. Oh, you talked about this. Okay, let's go. And then on that day, it's successful. So um, I have learned, it has, happened, it has happened more than five times. So I can say of a truth that, <laughs> yes, this is the process I can actually pen down and say, if you follow this, it will work for you 100%. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Um, that's, that's very helpful. Uh, I, I put down three things from that. Processes and, I mean, two major things and circumstances um, as things that God can use to to nurture us, to graph it in that sense. So thank you. Any other person I want to definitely share before I move on? All right, um, Dr. Matthew. Matthew, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, good evening, everybody. I hope you can all hear me. Yes, we can. Hmm. I don't even know how to say my own no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll just try. Anyways, uh, I can say in summary, everything just led to one major thing. And that is a personal relationship with Christ. Mm. Like personal revelation of Jesus Christ himself, the person of Jesus, mm-hmm. not just what they are telling me about him, but having that, to know that person, to know him to know he has emotions to hear him speak to me to hear him direct me i can see him and he can see me i can flow with him i can talk to him every day concerning what i'm going through in my life emotionally and in all areas and i just know that somehow he always is always there for me so even if a brother or a sister does not call me even if it seems as if my prayers are not being answered, even if it seems as if there's nothing working out for me, I just know that that person is always there mm. every step of the way. And that, I don't know, it just gives me hope and confidence, no matter the situation. Like I, 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 can, I can see him as the shepherd, he can view himself to me as a shepherd, as a lamb, as the high priest, as the bridegroom, as the Lord of hosts, as the judge of the living and the dead, in all these different dimensions, there's always that revolutionary knowledge, that desire to know him more and more, to experience him. For me, it makes Christianity like an adventure. 
something mm. that you're always looking forward to, an unfolding of all these crises. And when you get to the reality that when we all get to heaven, we are still going to continue knowing and knowing and knowing and knowing all the depths and the mysteries, and it still will not be enough. That just gives me that confidence and that desire to continue, no matter the situation and the challenge I face every day. Mm. That's just it for me. Thank you very much, very much. Thanks, everyone. I think we've we've had some really interesting um, list of, of different things that have come up. And um, just to run through them again, I think one of the most recurrent ones is relationships and associations, whether that is within your family or God has used some, some brother, some sister, some group of people. Um, of like minds to nurture you at a season of, of your life. Um, and that's, that's important. We've heard about sermons, um, whether that's from your pastor in your local church or in this day and age, we get access to many voices, um, many of which has been helpful. And sometimes there are many other ones too that are available, but not necessarily helpful. So discerning between that and being able to be grown thereby. Another thing that has comfort is books. Um, and indeed, I know each of us here should be able to think of at least one particular book that has been significantly influential in your Christian journey. Um, then the faithfulness of God. I think it's an overarching theme of all of this to say the God that has done it before is still the same, can do it again. I think that's a great faith booster. Then apps, mobile apps, like the YouVersion Bible app, and for some of us, many other apps like that, podcasts, you could add that to the list. Um, and then songs, I love that. I love that there's songs on the list. Thanks, Damola, for that. And then processes, the journey of life, just the normal routine, everyday occurrences, which God is actually using to prepare us for the next season and circumstances, um, personal relationship with God. And then I think one other one, which of course fits into all these things, um, or two that I would add would be coincidences, which eventually, of course, when you now look back, you know that this is not a coincidence. This is God that is making it possible for you to be at the right place, at the right time <clears throat> to, to make that thing happen, whatever it is. Um, and I've, I've had a good fair share of, of that um, personally. <clears throat> in 2015, when I first came to the UK and was going to start my Bible college um, in Bradford, I think I've shared this with some of us that have been here before. Um, the, the trip that I took from London to Bradford, um, and this is me coming to Bradford without really knowing anyone. My brother in London knew someone in Bradford and the plan was to go and stay with that person at least for the night. And then the next, early in the next morning, we'll go house hunting and then I'll find the house and go and start sorting out how to start living there. And all of this based on some amount of money that is practically not enough to do anything. Um, and so I found myself in the, in the coach station in London and my niece followed us to the station and she was at the time, I know now maybe she has outgrown it, but at the time as a 10 year old, she was very talkative and she was just asking all sorts of questions from myself and her dad. Everybody in the, in the station noticed that. She was asking very interesting questions and giving very interesting remarks. 
when there was a particular sister that was really fascinated with her, Hacks, what's your name? Da, 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 da. And they had a very intelligent conversation. Anyways, I got into the coach and found myself sitting next to that particular sister. And we got talking. Long story short, the next day I was living in their house <laughs> for free <laughs> for the next three months thereabouts. Talk about divine coincidence, being at the right place at the right time. And, you know, just like that. <laughs> But as well, one other area that I think we've not really, that has not come forth, but which has been one of the major ones for me is suffering. Um, and when I say suffering, I mean, maybe I should use the word calamity <laughs> or unexpected occurrences. Um, and anyone that really knows me will probably have heard me share the story of an accident that happened in 2009, 10, 9, 2009. Um, just when I became the president of the Christian Fellowship, I was a part of within the first two weeks of my presidency. <laughs> we went on a trip um, as university students and uh, we're going for a wedding for someone that has been in the fellowship, graduated some years before. And we had two buses full, very lovely person getting married. So naturally, lots of people wanted to go for the wedding. Even people that have graduated came back to join us and say, we want to go for this wedding. And we've not even made it to, we're going from Ife to Lagos for those that are familiar with Nigeria. We've not gotten to Ibadan, we've not gotten to Ikire. And we had an accident and with, on one of the buses, the one I was in, and someone died. <laughs> As a result of that, and not on the spot, but by the time they would get to the hospital, he was dead. Um, uh, that was an experience that gave me lots of questions for God. Like, we prayed before we left. We There are just so many things going on in my head. So, okay, so did God not answer that prayer? Did God not know that this was going to happen? Even the person that died was not, quote-unquote, he wasn't going for the wedding. He only knew that we were going for a wedding in Lagos and wanted to use the opportunity to say, let me ride, free ride, let me join you on this journey. And then even if it means going for the wedding and then I would then go from there to, to my house and, and, and he died. And I mean, many unanswered questions till tomorrow, but of course time will not permit me to start narrating all the journey that came out of that. But that was one of the seasons that I think I leaned in ever so deeply into the providence of God and just being able to trust God even when things look bleak and I know that now that I'm saying it is easier said than done um, but the day will come when perhaps there might be time to actually fully unpack this but what I want us to as we bring the conversation to a close we're not going to spend too much time tonight um, what I want us to keep at the back of our mind and which will form the framework for the remaining five weeks. We've called this the Fates Penta Pentagon and we are not talking of Pentagon as per US Pentagon. Um, Pentagon simply because of the five sides um, as a way to zoom in into five things that God uses to build our faith. And these five things are coming from Andy Stanley's um, series uh, by the same title thereabouts. Um, so the first of those five things, and you discover that all these things that we've shared can actually easily fit into these five. So for the next five meetings, we want to take it one by one and then we'll zoom into it. Then we'll be asking specific questions for those particular um, um, indices, so to speak. The first of them is practical teaching, practical teaching. 
when God's word comes alive. And again, in my own story, that has, that, that's a recurrent, ongoing reality. Um, many of us probably give our life to Christ more than one. I, I'm one of them. In fact, now I know that there's a problem with using the language of give your life to Christ as though I gave it to him, when in fact, it wasn't mine to give. But anyways, I did that many times. But the last time I did, one of the things that eventually made me understand that perhaps it's not like I've not been saved all along. Perhaps I've been saved for a long, long time. But of course, when you're saved and then you continue patterns of sins and then you hear someone that makes you feel like, hey, Jesus should come now. Are you going anywhere? And then you want to recommit your life to him again. But the scripture came alive. I think I was reading a book, actually. Um, and then Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 was cited in that book. We do not have a high priest that is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities but he was tempted in every way yet without sin. Therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace in that time of need. I read it now. I mean, I said it now, recited it now as though, yeah. But for me, it wasn't, yeah. It was two verses that came like, like, like dynamite <laughs> that shot through my body, that enveloped me, engulfed me. And all of a sudden, it's like the light went on. And the struggle of many years like that went off. Of course, when I say the struggle of many years went off, that doesn't mean that the cycle of sins got terminated just like that, but it's lost its power. It lost its thing. And then, of course, over time, without even giving it attention, the, the righteousness, the consciousness of who I am in Christ overshadowed all of those tendencies. And yeah. So stuff like that, and that's just one out of many verses of the scriptures that once upon a time would come alive because someone exposed God's word to you practically. Um, so yeah, that's the first one, and we'll be zooming into that in the next meeting. The second one is private disciplines. Private disciplines. Um, one of the things that are often flogged or emphasized, um, at least in the Nigerian Christian space, when... Uh, when I was a young Christian growing up, is the importance of things like, you know, quiet time, the importance of things like fasting at least once a week, not in a religious sense. Um, of course, sometimes it felt like it's, it was in a religious sense. But even in maintaining those disciplines, whether or not we fully got the gist of the why behind what we were doing, God has used some of those disciplines to, to groom us. Someone... Uh, like me, discovered that um, in at the end of my service year, um, I decided to spend three days waiting on God, not eating any food, just drinking water, and praying and asking God what's next. That did not happen then. That happened because there is a discipline that has become almost normal. Like it's okay to fast, even though now this is a bigger stretch, so to speak. But it's because of those disciplines. And of course, out of those three days came part of what has found me here now. And that will explain why someone will start in microbiology and end in pastoral ministry and theology and whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's part of what we will be looking at. The third is providential relationships. Providential relationships. We've all mentioned 
many of these, I mean, we've emphasized relationships and associations, but providential in the sense that God ordained it. God supernaturally arranged it. The sect of love I was referring to earlier on, I couldn't in my own wisdom sit down and say, I need this brother that is currently in Bauchi, and I need this sister that is currently in Lagos, and I need this person to be together in a relationship like that. But God used the tool of NYS in Nigeria's National Youth Service Corps to bring all of us together in a city where we've not been to get, we've not lived in before, and used you know, the tool of a fellowship, a Christian fellowship to bring us together and draw us together to form a clique that can help each of us to, to grow ourselves and nurture ourselves and develop ourselves in the spirit. So that's another very good um, point. And we'll be looking at that as well in depth. Then the fourth one is pivotal circumstances, like the example I just gave, the accident, um, or you had a project like if you was sharing, um, and you needed to stretch your feet. Um, you have to relocate from one city to the other, from one country to another. Migration is always a big deal. But God uses those kind of pivotal circumstances to stretch us, to grow us, to develop our faith. And lastly, personal ministry. Personal ministry in the sense of service, what you do as a member of the body of Christ. So whether that is what you do in church, week in, week out, or what you do in the community, or what you do on social media, media, if that's a platform for you to minister to people and things like that. So we want to zoom into these five things over the next few meetings, taking them one at a time and really reflecting with ourselves and looking into God's word, how these helps how has this helped us individually thus far and then how can this help us going forward to move from faith to faith so that's what that's what we want to do over the next um few minutes a uh, few meetings rather sorry but as we bring today's meeting to a close i'm i'm reminded of i mean we should read the bible <laughs> and we probably will would uh, but before we get to reading the text i thought let's actually look at it dramatized there are a couple of instances in the bible where jesus referred to some people as saying they had great faith in fact in all the gospels every time jesus said that he was saying that to someone that is non-jewish um, or someone that is going to naturally be regarded as an outcast in that sense. Um, but there is something to learn from them and to learn from their posture. For instance, the centurion servant, to be a centurion, meaning must have been Roman, is Greek, is um, not Jewish. And yet he would come to Jesus and say, you don't even have to come to my house. Just say the word. Because as a centurion, as a soldier, I command the people under me by battle of my authority, and they respond, I believe that with all these things we've heard that you've done, you can do the same. And Jesus was like, wow, I've never, never heard of such a great faith um, or found such great faith in all Israel. And then there was Jairus, whose daughter was sick, eventually even died, and how, you know, she was brought back to life. And there was the woman with the issue of blood that came and said, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I will be made old. And there's this other woman, the Syrophoenician woman, the Bible calls her, 
that had a daughter that was possessed of the dev of demons. And she came to Jesus again. She's not Jewish. And Jesus was even saying to her, I can't attend to you because I'm sent to the lost of the household of Israel, the lost sheep of the household of Israel. And the woman was like, you can still make some space for me. Jesus said, I won't attend to dogs. That's the, that's the way Jewish people will refer to unbelievers, Gentiles. Because this is food that is meant for the children, not for dogs. And the woman said, yeah, I agree. But even when you are giving children food, some crumbs will fall and the dogs will be happy to lick the crumbs. And Jesus was like, wow, what, what, a, what a great faith um, that the woman has. Of course, she got what she wanted. So many scriptural examples like that are bound. But also many examples are bound in our life. Actually, um, as we begin to coast to wrap up, let's, let's pause for a minute and think about someone that is living, not dead, living that you know has an enviable or at least has demonstrated in the past an enviable kind of fate to you. Someone that has done something that you felt like, oh, wow, I wish I could. I wish I could have faith like that. I wish I could get to that level and, and, and you know, also demonstrate that kind of trust in God. I would like to hear a couple of examples like that. And then we would begin to wrap up today's conversation. Just to enflesh what we are talking about. I don't want this to just be theoretical, but let's, let's bring some, let's bring it home. Some examples that you've interacted with. Um, I have my example, but I'll go last. <laughs> Anybody? We don't know faithful people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I think you have an example you want yeah, to share. Um, it's really hard to say. Hmm. Um, a beast of wine in case the list is endless. But I'll say, without any pun being attended or any showy, mm-hmm. I'll say my husband, in the sense that he has a la, 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 what's it? a laissez-faire kind of faith, a faith of you just pray and let it happen. Mm-hmm. And it confuses me. Sometimes it even makes me very angry. Like, what are you talking about? But it will, it will, it will, it will do the prayers. It won't stress. May I be taking the things that needs to be done in spite of the prayer and everything. And in his own simple, simple faith, things will happen. Easy, no stress. But the ones that may have used my head to think up and down and up and down will, will come. But the whole stress, the whole worry and stress and everything I've done, it, like after everything had happened, I would just think to myself, like, why not just be as gentle as your husband and just not worry about it. So if, if in that sense, and, and I'm saying it now because I am learning to be patient. I'm a go-getter. I'm a Kala will call me Amawashe Orishe. Like to say that um, someone that is looking that's looking for work and has found it. Yeah. So I am, mm, I can be very, yeah. So I am learning to put, to ease up on my go-getting, especially in terms of my faith. And then just on kind of let God, I know I've handed the control to him, but sometimes my mind races past my faith and it worries me. So I'm 
in that stage of just coming down, doing the action, but just trusting enough that it will be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much. It sounds cheesy, but when I was in, I had my answer. It was also going to be you. So what you wanted, <laughs> what you want to run away from is what me I want to get to. <laughs> I want the kind of faith that will make me pray and make sure I say everything that needs to be said and tick all the boxes. And <laughs> I don't know if she's enjoying the other dimension. Anyways, all right. Um, who wants to share a more powerful example? <laughs> Dylan, you said. Well, I don't know if it's as powerful, but yeah. I would say <laughs> just kidding. I would say um, Sister Lioness. Mm. Yeah, mm. she always has something to add. She's very, she seems to be very proactive, mm. and she has a story Lioness, to tell. Raise your head. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for spotlighting that, Dylan. I, and yeah. I like I like the, the the direction this has gone for us to see that it's not out there. It's not the daddy geos alone that's got this. It's not the people that are conducting revival with millions of people in the audience. Actually, the guy in the mirror, the one that his picture or his name is showing on your phone where your profile picture should be, that person has embodied this to a dimension. And we want to then zoom in on it. It was Brossam that was telling us that he, he, he lives off the fact that, you know, God has done it before. If he saw me through that season, he can see me through now. Likewise, we want to, we're not starting from the bottomless pit, basically. That's where, I think that's, that's where I'm um, landing this to say, we are all on this journey already. We are all on this journey of faith already. And if only you would look, you would see ways in which you've expressed this. But without, we now want to build upon that as we journey, as we journey onwards. Is there any other person that wants to share an example, someone that has really modeled faith for you in a way that maybe feels like, I wish I could do that. I wish I'm, yeah. Brassam. Thank you very much, sir. Um... Well, I was hoping that I would not sound too serious, <laughs> but now <laughs> please sound serious. We need God this. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll be speaking probably because of the nature of God's assignments uh, that He has given to me. Uh, I don't know. It's not. It's not like that for everyone. And so I'm hoping that I don't sound too serious. Honestly, I don't want to sound too serious. It's okay. Um, it's the fact that. Uh, I'm getting into deeper levels of intimacy with God by the inspiration of people that I read through books mm. and people that I've seen. Mm. Now, this will mean that I am somebody that by, by encounter, by, by um, God ministering to me, I know the impact of a miracle. Mm. Yeah, I know the impact of one miracle. And that's because I, I read it, you know, and I've seen people, I read in, in, the, in God's general, is here, that mm -hmm. it happened, people, you know, and then there was millions that came to church. I, this always 
moves me to deeper uh, a deeper level of intimacy mm. and not because and in going to uh, going to god to to say god what, what do i need to do he speaks to me that i need to shed flesh i need to shed, i need mm. to shed off more more weight i mm. need to shed off more weight they are not better they are not greater but i need to shed off more weight so in going to god for this for this i've i've, I've become better Mm-hmm. Even if I don't get it, honestly, mm-hmm. even if I don't get to that point where I, I raise the dead, even that God uses me, uses me to raise the dead, I become mm-hmm. a better Christian for it, because the flesh has become very weak. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like that before, but because of the because of these things that I have seen and that I've read, and it's, it's not even far. It's not like it's far. You know, sometimes you see the faithfulness of God in people's lives. It's not like it's very far. You know. Mm-hmm. You're like, God, I can't do this thing too. So, but it has helped me become better and um, made me a more quiet. Uh, the, the scripture says, "Being stu- study to be quiet and mind your business." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has made made me that that conscious of my journey with God. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I hope I didn't sound too serious. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. It's very nice. Um, ah, wow. All right. So because of, all right, I, I think for, all right. So are we allowed to look outside like somebody that is not alive, right? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, because sometimes I look at Apostle Paul and I'm thinking, you know, what manner of man is this man? Um, so, so Leonard, and he was not around when Jesus was around, Mm. you know, um, but you know, the, how, how we got the insight to everything that happened in the gospel and how he was able to explain Mm. what the gospels actually meant you know, in the remaining epistles and mm. what happened and, you know, the insight he has. So in my quest that I, I, I just, I just don't like ignorance, you mm. know, and, and I think because of that, I look at Apostle Selman mm. and I look at Pastor, you know, the way the Pastor Joseph, I mean, the way they speak, they teach the word of God. Yes, I know that out of the five gifts, they are talking about pastor and Metisha. I know my level, so I stayed there. But in teaching, I I wanted to know how to be coming down. <laughs> you know, when someone needs to be coming down. But, you know, sometimes, maybe because I'm bearing lioness, I don't know that can, you know, it, it just, there's, there's this force that you just want to push it out, you know. Mm. But you know, so I look, I look at those people and I look at the calmness, the way they are just speaking. Ah. And sometimes I look at Pastor Joseph, I'm thinking, Father, help your daughter. Thank you know, you. the way they speak and, and the way they teach, even in the way they are speaking, you know. It's this is not about too much of miracles here and there, you know. Don't get me wrong, not that there's no miracle going on, okay, but 
it's just they're just teaching and that teaching is you know finding their way find you know just the scriptures the bibles the pastor used to say and that the what uh, the entrance of that word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple the thing will just be entering into you like that like that you know so for me i look up to apostle mm. paul and i look up to you know pastor selman or apostle selman um and then sometimes i look to the way pastor joseph teaches and preaches and i'm like father you know i also want to be able to calm down thank you very much now we have more hands up. Uh, before I come to Stephen and Anna, I learned there was a time that Ife and Busola raised their hands. If they still want to make their contribution, I'll give them priority. Sister Busola. Good evening, sir. Good evening, ma'am. Yes, uh, no, I don't want to talk anymore, so I don't want to talk, sir. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Thank you, sir. Sister, uh, good evening, sir. Good evening, everyone. Uh, for me, my mom, because she she was the one that that laid that foundation for me as a daughter, and I took that. It has been that has been in me <laughs> all the way, and I've been able to grow and grow, and and I'm still growing in that faith. So she's always the one. Uh, for me to always, I still look up to her till now. Whenever we talk, that encouragement is still there. She's, she has that faith that <laughs> you, <laughs> it's it's not it's not shaking at all. So I I I'm, I always admire that, and I ask for more grace from God. Thank you, thank you very much, Bro Steven. Okay, um, it was back in uh, my bachelor's. So uh, back at home, I attended the same church with a brother. I was much, I mean, he was much younger than I am. And so we ended up in the same university. So for the first two years, I was still, I lived with someone else. And because I'm wanting it or another, so we had to stay in the same room. And now uh, he was supposed to be looking up to me as you know the big brother and and all of that mm -hmm. but then i was not really serious with the lord so and so he he was very serious with the, with the lord and i i see his, his devotion you know and he, he comes to ask me about things of the lord mm -hmm. <laughs> and i wasn't so that alone really pushed me <laughs> to really you know be you know imagine you know someone much younger than you Mm -hmm. asking you things and you know what is and you're able to so that encouraged me and one other thing he did then during uh my bachelor's was when um someone in the dormitory mm -hmm. um the person's phone got missing and in the midst of the whole cr and crowd you know you know and he just came out he said uh you everyone don't don't, don't worry uh we will pray about the phone <laughs> and we trust god i was like hey I like because it. Because it's to that level. I mean, calm down. It's, it's just a phone we can. It's like no one. And he prayed, and he, I was like, wow. I I I really got um uh challenged, and you know, so it encouraged me. And I like how that as he was younger, but he, he was he was um steadfast, and mm -hmm. that's really 
as um, being that's, a, that's yeah. beautiful that's beautiful thanks for sharing that uh, before i take i know um kingsley says in the chat thread for him <clears throat> he says for me it's it's my friends and my parents i read about them oh it's my friend's parents sorry I read about them during her mom's 50th birthday, the fact that she held on to the word of God, even when doctors said she cannot give birth and she still held on to the word of God, even during trying times and childbearing is massive for me. I mean, what Kingsley said in that few lines, you only need to leave the story for you to understand what that is like, especially when we are talking of a culture cultural worldview like for most Africans where childbirth is like a really big deal um so I can I can only imagine thanks for sharing that um yeah I think that's the I hope I've not missed any other comments Sister Anna. yeah I was just sorry I was just going to mention about people that are not alive when I read Pilgrim's Progress mm. the guy there the main um the main character mm. Christian mm. ha huh. He faced, he, he went through everything we'll go through. And that actually, I don't know how to say it. It didn't just build my faith, but I saw myself as someone was reading myself to me. It was so good. Mm. So when I read that book, it was, it was, it was, it was really good for my faith because, because sometimes in service and ministry, you get to a time where it, it kind of models up. Mm. Like church just becomes routine, so to say, something mm. you do and then you go back. But when I read that, it re-energized my faith and everything. Mm. And recently I just started reading the confessions of St. Augustine, just from chapter one to five. Ha, this guy, this, this person that has written like mind blowing doctrines and know everything. Like he, he, he made himself so vulnerable and his vulnerability, I and Oluwapo found myself. That's why I like autobiography. Sometimes we might not need to read like um, Andy Stanley's books on leadership. You need to just see how someone as being a leader mm -hmm. to help you to see what you need to address or pick up or continue to do in your own work with God. Mm. And it's been, it's been use, useful. I know those books are very, they are hard to read because of their old English. But if anyone is interested, because I think I seem to be getting into classic these days, I have audio books that I can share. This is my goal getting self family to play again. Audio books that I can share with the group later if you want to. But it's 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 just interesting to walk through them. This lady to um Pastor, what was this woman's name that did this healing? Coolman. Uh -huh. Yes, like you hear about them, but apart from their miracles, apart from what Benin could do, apart from the fact that he would go to a crusade, he wouldn't really do any miracle or preach anything. But when he calls for, when he makes altar call, millions would come. Apart from that, who is he in his home? That's, that's what I want to know. Like, how, how did he relate with his wife? How did he relate with his children? Yeah. That part of it makes me then tie up the loose end with the miracles and then take the old and um, take everything into perspective like and it's more you said Kola, earlier about relationship as well mm. like it's not just the brevity i know sometimes in church we try not to jinx our stories by sharing our full testimony so we go coded like i've been asking god for something for five years and i just want to praise god that he has done it mm. i don't see it i don't 
I don't see how we overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. But when you do hear someone who's going through the thick and thin and they're able to actually share, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it speaks like it's, I think it just does like, I don't know how to say, but it, it works wonders. It's, it's a miracle on its own. And it's just us in our own little sphere. I'm just using this to encourage us to not be vulnerable to the whole church or to the public, but whatever God is laying in your heart to be that faithful, faithful person to that person, because it might just be the person they need to move on. Mm-hmm. And they might not hear the same or they might not really care about the music or the hymns. It could just be what you've just shared with them that you're going through that will help them through their week. Sure. God help us in Jesus' name. Thank you very much. Um, for those that don't know what confessions is, Augustine wrote confessions around 400 AD. So we're talking of a book that was written almost 1600 years ago, but that's enough for you. <laughs> um, all right, Brother Milari or Shinra, you unmuted some minutes ago. I don't know whether you wanted to chip in some thoughts. Uh, no, sir. I just I discovered I was on mute, so I muted just so uh, that I don't discover uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. Your sister, if I can see you have a question in the chat thread, please. How can we balance sharing our testimonies and being vulnerable with growing believers, especially in the church? Um, believers who the testimony will grow, encourage, and the believers who will flee, not to use the word condemn because they are not happy of what led us to newness. <laughs> Well, the victorious testimony is a very interesting question. I don't know if I can crave our indulgence. If there's anybody that wants to share a thought to that, I know some of us might have read it already. Um, um, if I may say something, I think for me, mm-hmm. information handling is just very important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, by the spirit of God, share by all means, share whatever that you want to share, mm-hmm. but allow the spirit of God to direct you on how to share it. Mm-hmm. And what to share mm-hmm. all right so that um whatever that we say will edify whoever is meant to edify all right mm-hmm. so i think for me information handling is just so important for me mm-hmm. handling the information or whatever that is is it is you know there are some testimonies that i can't share in church but i had to i spoke with a pastor about it um, and there are some i will come and share you know, but again, it's just information handling. Just mm. no, sorry, just knowing how to handle information, basically. Thank you very much. That's helpful. Um, does any other person want to share on that? Mister No, looks like your department. It's not my department. It's just something I'm keen on. I understand how that we should be wise and said in the things that we share. And like Lionel said, mm-hmm. it's about what you're being led to share mm. and part-time. Like overcoming, like maybe we need to study that part of the Bible that says, we should, well, like the overcoming is not just about you. Mm. So something has happened to you that you want to use that to help another person to overcome what they're going through. Mm. Like, the church I attended before I attended Apostolic Church was Winners. In Winners, yeah, you see people come up on the altar and say they were mopping the toilets from the on the service. They did it for like four months. Mm. And the job they've been waiting for, they started paying their 400k per month. That's big in my head then. Mm. They will mention something like big. And instead of it actually 
up in my faith. I will get scared as though I'm not praying enough. So there, it's not, it's not about how you think that people will perceive the testimony. It's the God that is laying it in your heart to share. Mm. And it might not be with the entire church. It might, God is wise, isn't it? God is God. He, he sees the end from the beginning. Mm. Like the charge is not, it's just so that we, we don't lock up. Mm-hmm. Because this is what's causing our younger, our young adults to know, to be confused. We lock up things. We, the adults that you can see, I'm calling myself adults. They, we lock it up. We, 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 our powders are all well done. Our makeup is all well done. They don't, they don't, they don't see, they don't see their struggles reflected in us because mm. we're all perfectly looking. And then when things happen to them, we then come with our Yoruba added and our Igbo things with our culture. And they say, eh, eh, this, eh, this happened to me when I was young and stuff like that. I'm just saying that in as much as it's wise for us to be, the Bible actually said we should be wise, wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Mm. So we'll, in, in, in sharing, we're not, you're not exposing yourself or, or jinxing it per se. That's the part, that's where I was coming from, is the part where we think if we share it with the church, we jinx it. And it's happened before where people would share things as a testimony. And the next day, something will happen and everything will scatter and would say it's because we shared it with everybody to hear. I'm just saying we should not give the power to God. If, if God has done the work, it is to his, it is, it is to his glory that we're sharing. Mm-hmm. And we would have tied that up even before we come to share with anybody, whether it's with an individual, with a group or with the, the whole church. But the point is that we need to be more outspoken about what we're experiencing, like the successes we are experiencing or the failures that even led to the successes. So that someone there that is just about to give up. It's really bad. This is what's causing mental anxiety for them because nothing is reflected. We keep saying Jesus loves us, but they can't see it in their own lives. But if you are coming to say, this love is tough. This is how I've experienced it. Then it helps them. That, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not sure if it answers the first question. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think it, it does. Um, what I would add would just be to, to like Sister Lainez said already, be guided in, I think there is more effectiveness in one-to-one, like when God brings someone under your wing, rather than, you know, there's the testimony of you go to church, you're telling the church what God has done or whatever it is. Okay. But there's the testimony of you are speaking to somebody one-to-one and yeah. you are letting them know, this is what I've been through. This is how I journeyed through that phase. I, I think there is more fruit in that for the kind of results that Sister Ife is saying in this question that she wants to see. You yeah. want believers that the testimony will grow and encourage. Yeah, then let it be a one-to-one thing rather than, wanting to share to people that it's a mixed multitude. Church is a place for everybody. And indeed, yeah. people will take whatever you say in different ways. Sister, I think Thank you, all the contribution helps. Um, but how about in situations that you're, you're led to share, mm. like for example, maybe in your ministry or in church, mm. you have been led to share and you, you have decided to share that through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But then you know that that there will be results because the Lord has led you to share it. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you later hear something and how, and then there are some people that weren't happy mm-hmm. with what actually led to that victory or that newness or that faith that you now believe in. 
do we really bother about them <laughs> don't you can't you, you don't have control on anybody's right you yeah, don't have control is, about that that's not your department your department right. is you are late to share testimony and hopefully and you have done that testimony. yeah you yeah, I've had it on instance like that. Mm. A sister shared that she was once this and she's now that. And then church members started talking about what she was once. And I thought that's not the point. Mm. Backtracked where she has been so that you can appreciate where she is now. But mm. people's mind, if they are not renewed, they are not. You can't. It's like you, you can't, you can't please them. No, you can't please anybody. Jesus never mm. pleased anybody. Mm. Mm. Jesus never pleased anybody. And don't forget the scriptures where, Je- where the Bible says that even Jesus knew, he knew them. So Jesus never committed himself into their hands. Oh. All right. So, <laughs> so, pardon? Now I'm just thinking about the Pharisees because they always have a question. No, they always have see. something to say. Sister, if there is no church where you will go, that there will be no Pharisees. Mm. I think that that thing that that's, that's what I've discovered. There will be Pharisees, there will be Sadducees, mm. there will be people who will question it. I'm I'm serious. There's no church that they don't have, mm. and they are there for a purpose. True. I've I've come to realize that as well. So one just needs to know how this testimony is it for my own personal consumption or for general consumption? Is it for one to one or is it for me to keep to myself? Mm. Do you understand what I mean? So, um, again, it's just your your relationship with the Holy Spirit, and that, and I think that is what matters. If the if the if the is the one that said share it, and you went ahead and shared it, it's none of your own business. Let whoever's saying whatever that they want to say, you don't care about that. You shared it, and that's it. Somebody is helped. Don't forget, the person may not even come to you. That would be, in fact, it would be so shocking to you that. Somebody may, can you go They may not even come to you that they were blessed, but somebody is already blessed. Mm. The spirit of God says, share it. Somebody is there to be blessed, you know? And I think another thing is we just need, all right, so I think I understand what Sister Anu is saying about the fact that, you know, we just need to um, not, not, um, ah, how do I put it? Not that we should just be, transparent okay mm. we should not put stuff together and and just jump from a to z let's go through the process and let them know that this was what happened mm. this was how i went through whatever that i went through and you know because for me my children are asking questions about what happened and whatever happens i'm mm. i'm making sure that i'm speaking to them there's no i'm not going to put words on that on that tongue for them I'm going to share as it is, you know, and because for me, I've been part of, I've been, sorry to cut you into that, um, because I've been with, I've been with people who, particularly our parents, you know, they have so, so much covered everything and everything looks as if they are most holy. I know the journey has not been the most holy, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. I was just going to say that what would also help with the details is, as well is that, you can write it down. Sometimes when you're when you hold that mic and you're talking, it's as though you want to help them to understand. You start going into irrelevant details. Mm. If the Holy Spirit lays it on your heart to share, so for me, it would actually tell me share 
X, Y, Z. But someone says, oh, that Mike sweetens things. And I keep backtracking to when I was clinical, da, 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 and things are not relevant. But if you have a point, a paper before you, you keep it to what you're asked to do. You don't even have to read it. You can hand it to the pastor to read it and make you anonymous. Your mm. name does not add to the testimony. The work has been done. Let the work glorify God and bless. They don't have to know that it is you who is helping them to be blessed or helping them to overcome what they're going through. Whatever helps, there are lots of things we can do, but we just need to be, you know, just have a, yeah, God help us. Amen. Thank you very much. We should wrap up. Um, okay. Um, I was thinking before that we'll be able to see a short clip, but we are out of time. What I wanted to play for us before is an excerpt from Chosen. Uh, some of us would know Chosen, this story about the life of Jesus um, and where the, the story of, you know, Jairus coming to Jesus to come and heal um, his daughter and the woman with the issue of blood, you know, in the gospels, those two stories kind of happened cons consecutively, at least in one of the gospel accounts. It was on the way to go and heal Jairus's daughter that the woman with the issue of blood story came in the, in the midst. And that was how it was acted chronologically in the, in the chosen. But anyways, it's always available for free on, online. Uh, if you need a link to that, I can put a link in the chat thread for you to go check it out. That's in season three, episode five, I believe. Um, but that's, that's as much as we would take for today. Let's leave ourselves with um, a verse of scripture, even as we go to pray. Um, and that would be from the book of Hebrews 11, the big chapter on faith hebrews 11 let me open it here senses let me share my screen just in case you want to follow the words um, again i'm reading um hebrews 11 and verse 1 i have it in three columns the first column is new king james the second is amplified classic and the third is the voice translation but i'm in this second column for now so now faith is the substance, is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. In other words, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. For by faith, by trust and holy fervor born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony, born to them and obtained a good report. And verse 3 says, by faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. And then, of course, from verse 4, it will start churning out example upon example of what that looks like. Verse six brings in this remark, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him, to God. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists. And secondly, that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. And then the examples continue on and on 
And, and, and I just want to touch on a twist, the part that we tend to overlook when we read this chapter or which we don't um, dwell as much on. It says in verse 35, I'm still reading from the Amplified Bible Classic Edition. It says in verse 35, some women received again their dead by resurrection, by faith. Others were tortured to death with clubs by faith refusing to accept release offered on the terms of denying their faith so that they might be resurrected to a better life. Others had to suffer the trial of mocking and scourging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were lured with tempting offers to renounce their faith. They were sown asunder. They were slaughtered by the sword while they were alive. They had to go about wrapped in the skins of sheep and goats, utterly destitute, oppressed, cruelly treated men of whom the world was not worthy, roaming over the desolate places and the mountains and living in caves and caverns and holes of the earth. And all of this, though they won divine approval by means of their faith, did not receive the fulfillment of what was promised because Jesus has not yet come, the last of us. Because God had you and me and every one of us here, he had us in mind and he had something better and something greater in view for us, so that they, these heroes that we read about in Hebrews 11, and heroines of faith, so that they should not come to perfection apart from us before we could join them. And every time I read this, this chapter, especially um, those first preliminary comments and then all these examples and then the twist from verse 35b where we begin to see that faith is not just all about you know you name it you claim it you want the job you pray you get it you want the child you trust god for it and the pregnancy comes the twins are delivered you want you know when we hear faith those are the kind of things we naturally attract attach faith to but then he's telling us that these other people that suffered, these other people that were beaten, these other people that were son asunder, these other people that, you know, all these bad things by worldly standards happened to, those things also happened to them by faith. And then when you put all of that in perspective and go back to verse six, that either will believe Without faith, it is impossible to please God to be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. You discover that at the end of the day, the common thread about faith is anchoring ourselves upon this God that was described in verse 2 and verse 3 that created something out of nothing because his words are powerful, because everything that we see was shaped by the words of his power. When that grips our mind, it changes the way we see life. It changes the way we think about our everyday realities. It changes the way we consider what we are going through because again i think it's going to change the way we pray because when we get when our minds get saturated by the providence the sovereignty the the decisiveness of god's 
beyond usness, if there's anything like that. When you begin to understand that this God is, is way beyond any circles and boxes we might want to put him in, he enlarges your understanding of faith. And so as we go on in this series, and I'm glad that one of the things we're going to zoom into, for instance, is pivotal life circumstances, because we are surrounded by them. For some reason, I've had to recall to mind again and again the story of a couple of people that I know within the past one year who gave birth. It's not like they, I mean, it's one thing to go through nine months of pregnancy and then to give birth. And that's one of the most joyful things you could ever feel. But in both cases, even before the babies could be named on the seventh day, the babies were dead. And you want to look at that and say, where do I file this in the folders of my Christianity? Is there something that, is there sin somewhere? Is there? But when you bring it all back to, there is a God in heaven who oversees everything. Who knows when a leaf falls from a tree? The Yorubans will say, awake on it, polarize color You know, it, it's, enlarges your capacity to trust him. I know it's counterculture and counterproductive in our logical sense of it, but I want us to think beyond the paradigms of what we have always thought fit is as we go through this series. Because when we start talking about practical teaching, you're going to see things from the word of God that is going to blow your mind and blow the boundaries of your faith. When we start to talk about life circumstances, you're going to see not only the joyful, but you're also going to see the ones that are like, oh, what is God up to? And then you find comfort in the word of James when he tells us to be patient or let patience have its perfect work in you. Uh, that's easier read than experienced. So all that's to say, faith is big. Faith is massive. Faith is... There are levels to it, and we want to go deeper. We want to be able to live lives that are more trusting so that when we say to God, I want this, and then we don't get that which we have asked because he has something better, but which we can't see for whatever reason, you don't, that doesn't shake your faith. Rather, it drives you to a place of, I trust you. I, that's what we're hoping that this series will ultimately do in our lives. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we know that you are, we know that you are to start with, as that verse says, we must believe, necessarily believe that you exist. But we also know that you are a rewarder for those who diligently and earnestly seek you. That's faith. We just want to continue to trust ourselves back to you, the one who chose us before the beginning began. And so we're asking that as we journey together as a community for the next five meetings, looking at these five different sides of what you use to take us deeper and higher and further in our journey of faith, may our eyes be opened to see the wonders from your word that you want us to see. May our ears be opened to hear things that you want us to hear. 
And may we become better receptacles of your personality and better models of what trusting you can look like per situation, per scenario, per life conditions. And Lord, of course, we come to you with the issues in our hearts personally. We pray for those that are students that are having challenges in the academics or just trusting you for excellence that you release this upon them graciously. We pray for those that are pregnant in our midst that you will see them to the end of this journey and make the joy last forever. And we pray, oh God, for those that are sick in one way or the other that you will heal them by your word. Send forth his word and heal their diseases and deliver them from their destruction. We claim that for them tonight. I pray for those that have financial challenges, big projects that we don't have the money for, that you will supply, you will provide. I will return all the glory and praise to you. Oh, God bless you. Amen. 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 Amen.